Let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to some Bible study resources and all of our previous episodes. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your mercy and your goodness to us. We thank you for the privilege of gathering together like this for Bible study. We invite your Holy Spirit to be with us. Give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Missing the Mark. Missing the Mark. And we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 9, verses 30 and 31. That's where our text is will come from. Romans 9, 30 and 31. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. The book of Romans is a profound book that Paul has sent to the the brethren at Rome, he had not, at the time of the writing, he had not met them, which is different from all of his other epistles. He was writing to them, indicating that he wanted to be able to meet them. He had heard really good things about them. And he sets forth a serious discourse about the gospel in the book of Romans. Very powerful some of the most explicit principles of the gospel are found in the book of Romans. Here he's taking some time to discuss righteousness, righteousness by faith, and the quest for holiness, and also a key difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. And so we find him saying that the Gentiles, who weren't actually pursuing righteousness, have managed to attain to righteousness. And they attain to the righteousness of faith, the righteousness which comes by faith. But Israel, who had been pursuing righteousness, and more specifically, he says, which followed after the law of righteousness, they have not attained to righteousness. They didn't attain to the law of righteousness either. The title for this study is Missing the Mark. Here we see that Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, did not attain to the law of righteousness. In verse 32 of Romans 9, Paul explains. He says, Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, 
and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So that's the first part. They didn't attain to it because they stumbled at who Christ was, but also because they sought it not by faith. Let's continue in Romans chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Okay. Number of things we want to break down here. Let's start with the last one. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. That phraseology seems to confuse many people. And they interpret it as, since Christ has come, the law is ended. But what this is saying is that Christ is the end or destination of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Okay? To everyone that believeth. Let's dig into that a little bit. The word end here means destination. Okay? Means destination. If you're on a bus and you get to the last stop of that bus, bus driver might say, okay, guys, this is the end of the line. He does not mean that the bus and the bus line are no longer going to be in force, in operation. He doesn't mean that there'll be no more driving of the bus or that he's quitting. He means that this is the destination, the final destination. It's the end of that particular journey, but it's not the end of the bus service in a general sense. Similarly, Christ is the end of the law. He is the destination. The law of sacrifices and ordinances pointed to him. All of that stuff was a placeholder so that when Christ came, his mission would be better understood than it was. It was also there to impress upon the people before Christ should come just how much sin costs. So Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Okay. Let me also explain why it cannot mean what other people often attempt to mean with it, that Christ eradicates the law of God once he came. Here's why that doesn't make any sense. Because the verse says that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. That would mean that the people who believe in Christ no longer have a law, but the people who don't would still be bound by the law, because according to this passage, according to this verse, Christ is the end only to everyone that believeth. So the law would be enforced to those who don't believe it, but to those who believe it, they could now be lawless. 
why would you allow lawlessness to people who believe in Christ and punish lawlessness to people who do not believe in Christ? Because that's what would be happening. Those who are unbelievers do not believe in Christ and are therefore lawless because they don't abide by Christ's law. Instead, you would turn that around and say, okay, if you believe in Christ, you can now be lawless legitimately. That makes no sense. Why would God go through that entire painstaking process only to say at the end, okay, since you believed on me for some period of time, you no longer have to be obedient. You no longer have to be lawful in any way. The mere fact that Jesus had to die for the penalty of sin means that sin can never be excused in the way that many suggest. So Christ is the end or destination of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. The two words there, that believeth, are important because that's what Paul was saying as we look back in the previous chapter. Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith. They didn't believe. Christ is the destination of the law if you believe. But if you don't believe, if you just go through the motions without believing in Christ, then you will not attain to the law of righteousness. The reason the Gentiles attain to righteousness, which is of faith, Romans 9.30, is because they did believe when Paul and the other, uh, and the other apostles and the other disciples reached out to the Gentiles and they understood that the gospel was now available to them, many of them believed. And in believing on the merits of a crucified Savior, they had access to that righteousness, which is of faith or by faith. But Israel was intent on the works of the law Right? Because that was given to them, and instead of understanding it the way that God intended it, they made it into their own religion. And that's how Paul describes it in chapter 10. He says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Right? They're zealous, they're sincere, but they are ignorant. They are operating in error. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So they mean well and they are sincere and honest, but they're ignorant of God's righteousness because they did not believe him. They would not listen to him and be receptive to him. That ignorance isn't a total lack of awareness. It is hearing him and not listening to him. Right? In the Old Testament, when Christ came on the mountain and spake to them the commandments, they said, all that the Lord hath said we will do and be obedient. 
but he didn't tell them to do anything. Yeah, the commandments say, thou shalt not, I'm the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Right? But God had promised to do stuff for them, and they interpreted it as they needed to do stuff. And so they went about doing stuff. But it was never going to be possible for them to attain to righteousness by following after the law of righteousness. Because once you've fallen, you've fallen. There is no more perfection. It was only the blood of Christ, prefigured in the blood of the Lamb, that would allow them to attain to righteousness. And they didn't get that. They were intent on finding their own righteousness. Romans 10.5 says, Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. We find that passage in Leviticus 10, sorry, Leviticus 18, verse 5. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. That shows us, by the way, that the law that's being discussed here, the law of righteousness, is not the Ten Commandments, but instead the sacrificial system, the broader set of statutes and commandments and judgments. Now, God gave that to Israel because Israel said that they were going to keep whatever needed to be kept. But even in the giving of it to Israel, it was intended to show them the work of Christ. And because they didn't see the work of Christ in that, because they didn't see their need for for a savior in that, because they felt that just by having that, it made them better than everyone around them, they, Paul describes it as, they being ignorant of God's righteousness, went about to establish their own righteousness and did not submit themselves to the righteousness of God. They missed the mark. And we have to be very careful that we do not miss the mark. We have to be very careful that we don't misinterpret God's requirements to us as the means of our salvation. God sets forth before us his law because that is the standard of righteousness. But his law is not the means of attaining to righteousness. It is the measuring stick of righteousness. It is the blood of Christ that allows us, that grants unto us the power to be righteous. If instead of accepting the righteousness of Christ, we go about of our own power to attain or to, to chase the standard of righteousness, then we will be just as guilty of Romans 10 verse 3 as the Israelites were. I pray that we will not miss the mark, that we will understand that it is only through God that we are able to live in accordance with his will. He presents to us what that standard is so that we can see our rightful condition, but the only remedy for sin and the only means of righteousness is the power of Christ 
through the Holy Spirit. Romans 9, 30 and 31 says, What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy to us. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for explaining this situation to us. Help us to understand that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Help us to exercise that faith in Christ and his merits that we might attain the righteousness which is by faith. Please forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find Rightly Divide the Word of Truth on Pandora, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or wherever you normally obtain your podcasts. And be sure to check out the True Wisdom podcast, which I co-host with my brother. Please feel free to contact us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. Whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're being blessed by these podcast channels, please take the time to share them with others. And always keep our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word. Thank you.